Chloe Riley, uh, executive editor of SN here on SN Off the Shelf, and uh, we're at Grocery Shop. We're talking to Leslie Waller, Vice President of Marketing at Campbell Soup Company. Leslie, thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Chloe. Happy to be here. Thanks. Um, So yeah, first, uh, I feel like, first, can we, let's just get on the same page, you know, in terms of, I feel like we hear the word wellness thrown out there in abundance, speaking of abundance these days. Um, What is, like, what does wellness mean for Campbell's? How how do they define wellness? Sure. I don't think Campbell has, like, a definition of wellness, but I think what we all agree with is that consumers are using food and beverage as a way to actively manage their physical and mental health. And I think, you know, for a long time, as we've always thought about kind of like health, just from a physical perspective, so I think it's that more holistic approach to thinking of physical and mental health and knowing how food and beverage play a role in that. Oh, I like that a lot. Managing physical and mental health. I don't think I've ever heard anybody put it in quite those terms. <laughs> I like it. Um, and, and then how does that translate for, for Campbell's? You know, are we sure. talking more grains or uh, more vegetables or what does that look like for you guys? You know, I like to say because everyone, I mean, I think we know like over 70% of consumers are saying that they're actively managing it. Now, however, wherever they could land on that spectrum, it could be, you know, everything from, you know, I made one choice to like a low sodium cheese, you know, or, or cheese or something. But when I think about how we're viewing it is like we're all wellness brands that happen to make beverage, soup, you know, name the category because that is kind of how our consumers see their lives. Going back to the the idea of um, they're using food and beverage to manage their physical and mental health. We think about it in terms of how do we think about nutrients in our food? How do we think about functional benefits, whole food ingredients, uh, plant-based alternatives, like those are the trends that we're starting to see and in incorporating across our portfolio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, you have, saying this right now too makes me think, uh, when I think wellness, I feel like my association is Gen Z or millennials. It's the young kids who care sure. about taking care of their yep. bodies. Is that is that kind of what you guys see? Is it is this about kind of okay? How can we tailor to the up and coming? Or do we see that too with like Gen Z or uh, you know baby boomers who who's into this? I would say it is everyone. Like I said, it just it, it is it, it it cuts the spectrum. You know, I think about like within our portfolio, we have like a V eight juice. Um, most of the consumers there today are boomers who I would consider health strugglers, right? They're, they're actively managing, whether it be for diet, for weight management, and or, you know, you know managing their health. Um, but also when we think about a younger cohort, like you mentioned, the millennials and Gen Z, you know, I always say, like, if you're going after that acquisition target, then you're absolutely talking to a pretty health-conscious consumer. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's the way we talk about from a messaging perspective that I think shifts depending on the age demographic. Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like, um, you know, I, I grew up with, 
you know, Campbell's tomato soup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very much. And even as an adult, still enjoy some Campbell's tomato soup. <laughs> With a nice grilled cheese sandwich, yeah. right? <laughs> but I will say, I definitely, you guys caught my eye. I think it was probably, yeah, several years ago now with the It's Well Yes. Is that yes, right? That's Soups. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, my brain definitely, like, I went to the shelf. I saw that. I probably was getting there to get some Campbell's soup. And um, yeah, I, I tried both of those and had it as kind of like a repeat item uh, for myself for a while. Well, happy, always happy to hear that. Yeah. Um, you know, Well Yes launched for us about five years ago. Um, when you think about it, rich in grains, vegetables, lean protein has been a really great addition to, you know, our role within the soup category. I mean, we are the dominant share leader in that category. So when you think about one category and being able to offer everything from, you know, that appeals to a very health-conscious consumer, um, even our organic brand with Pacific Foods and playing in that space, you know, to your favorites like tomato and chicken noodle, um, you know, that is a really great example of a category story when you're a category leader, making sure you have brands, sub-brands that really appeal to varying, you know, um, health, you know, where varying kind of how people live within the health spectrum. Sure, sure. Um, going back to V8, I feel like that it sounds like has been an interesting kind of like modernization journey. Can you tell, talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, well, V8 is near and dear to my heart. Um, but when I think about when V8 launched, which was like back in the 30s, kind of during Great Depression, it was really about like scarcity at that time, right? And so, you know, it was the idea of the founder there about kind of finding a very condensed way to get people their nutrients, like to get them, you know, getting your vegetables in a very convenient way. Um, it was really around accessibility as well, because you think about the Great Depression. Um, as you kind of like fast forward now 80 years, <laughs> you know, it's kind of been a staple. Um, but, you know, it did also have a little bit of a stigma of being kind of like your grandma's favorite drink when you think about tomato juice. Um, but the portfolio of V8 includes tomato juice, which is great, but also a variety of other fruits and vegetable products. Um, so they're not all tomato forward. <laughs> they're not all, you know, just, you know, something to kind of have in the morning. But we've got a great energy drink that's made with green tea for sustained energy. Um, we've got other kind of great blends of, you know, fruits and veg. So you get your servings, you get that health halo, but really delivered in a really modern and relevant way. When you think about COVID, right? COVID really accelerated this desire for consumers to be really more in tune with things like immunity. Like how do I kind of get those nutrients into my body to, from an immunity perspective? And V8 really naturally has always kind of led this kind of plant-powered kind of expression through beverage in a very convenient way. So, you know, we have an opportunity to kind of introduce that type of product to new and younger cohorts like millennial and Gen Z. Yeah, yeah. And are you finding that kind of speaking about it in these new ways, is that resonating with kind of a younger audience or... It is. You know, everyone kind of remembers, like, the old commercials where we, like, could have had a V8, and, you know, like, it's had, it has a rich history there, you know, but now it's, like, kind of like our new campaign is around, like, find it in V8, find energy, find nutrients, find great taste, you know, all of those things. So it's more of a rediscovery of a brand that's been around for a while, but um, maybe people haven't had a chance to enjoy. 
Um, I feel like uh, when I want to pivot to uh, you're talking about the importance of communication, transparency, like around ingredients. Um, you know, when, when talking to your audience, can you speak uh, about that? Right. You know, our at Campbell Soup Company, our purpose is connecting people through the food they love. Well, before you can kind of like live into that promise against that purpose, people have to feel really comfortable with the food <laughs> that you're producing, right? And a lot of that is really tied to transparency, you know, making sure that consumers are aware of not just what's in the product through very clear labeling, but also how it's made. And so there's a lot of work that we do, whether it be within our corporate responsibility report, our websites for our different brands to really tell that full story um, so that can consumers can continue to build trust um, with knowing that the products in their pantry from Campbell's, um, you know, kind of meet the criteria for, you know, trusted items that you feel comfortable with. Right. So it's about that the communication is building the trust, which is just so important. For sure. And also, you know, it's a two-way dialogue. We also hear from our consumers about ingredients that are important to them. You know, how what are the things that they're seeing in our ingredient profiles that they have concerns with? You know, that's what I also kind of appreciate with that two-way dialogue of, you know, concerns around, you know, sugar, sodium. That really helps us from an innovation perspective to think about how we evolve our portfolio without diluting things like taste. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, is it hard to is it hard to listen to that and also be able to deliver on taste? Uh, I, surprisingly, we have a great R&D team, our product development team. You know, a lot of our benchmarking is to make it parity. We know that consumers don't necessarily want to make that compromise. And, you know, even more so as we think about how uh, health plays a role and in our consumers' lives, that's not the compromise that they're willing to give up. So, you know, the great things is that there are new ingredients and we're kind of more whole ingredients that we can use um, that allows for us to kind of still deliver on that taste um, uh, expectation. That's great. Let's see. Uh, I know I was going to ask you about, yeah, um, omni-channel approach and yes. the digital shelf. Mm -hmm. Very interested. I know you said that's vitally important to Campbell right now. Yes. Tell, tell us why and tell us, you know, yeah, break, break that down. Right. Yeah. Yesterday during our presentation, Sally from IRI shared a couple of things talking about trips, right? So knowing that consumers don't typically just go to one place to kind of get, do all their shopping. Um, you know, I think she mentioned there were up to like six or 12 different trips that the consumer is doing. What we also know is that a lot of their journeys from a consumer journey perspective starts online, whether they decide to complete the purchase online and or start the purchase. So they're starting their baskets online and then picking it up um, or starting it just as a way to kind of build their list as before they go into the store. So when you think about if that's the first shelf that they're seeing before they get to the store or they may never actually enter a store, how do you create a very similar experience for them and, you know, on what we call the digital shelf? That's difficult, right? Because, I mean, you own your, you know, your packaging, but how it shows up sometimes on a retailer site, it's in partnership with retailers. Um, and so we work really closely in order to kind of make sure that, you know, the way that we show up on the retailer sites um, 
as close to how we would want them represented, you know, on the in the brick and mortar um, store. In addition to that, search is a big, you know, part of that um, because now you don't you're not sitting there with all the brands in front of you. Oftentimes, consumers are just searching juice, you know, or just searching something, you know, soup you know, category definitions or specific benefits that they're looking for energy, you know, and so how do you make sure also from a search perspective that your brands are showing up as well? How do you do that, Leslie? Tell <laughs> us. <laughs> Please um, enlighten our audience. Yeah, so, so, you know, we do by search terms. And so, um, you know, that's a big part of our investment as well, because if you can think about how do you, you know, what are all the things that a consumer can be thinking about when they think about your category? I mean, the list is endless, right? So, but you want to make sure that you're showing up on their, you know, on their mobile shelf, um, as well as the physical shelf. Yeah, yeah. Are your, is your search, can you give us a sense like, I mean, I would imagine there's the, the classic kind of stuff that people would be searching around Campbell, but are there, are there any outliers that are interesting to you that like pop up in terms of what people want? Well, you know, when we go and talked about trends earlier, you know, we talk a lot about ingredients, but animal welfare is really important to consumers, um, portion control, sustainability. So you'd be surprised that those types of things come up as well. So, you know, someone could be searching um, products with 100% cage-free eggs, you know, those types of things, like you still want to be associated with, you know, the work that we're doing from an animal welfare perspective. Sure. Because, you know, at the end of the day, consumers are choosing, you know, their dollar to put that with retailers and brands that support their values. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like uh, even just the example you just gave, uh, cage-free. I mean, Amazon just just recently announced that Amazon Fresh will only sell cage-free. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Clearly, they're listening. They're sure. listening loud and clear to those same searches. Right, that's that two way. That that's that two way dialogue. While why data is so important is to kind of like, okay, what are consumers searching? And you know, that's another insight for us as we think about you know how we think about our own profile, uh, our own portfolio, and trends that are important to consumers. That's great. Uh, I know direct-to-consumer is something that uh, we've been hearing a lot in the last day or two. Um, Is that something that Campbell, I mean, I would imagine you guys are so iconic in so many ways. Yeah. Is that uh, something that you see Campbell capitalizing on or in the wellness space too? Yeah. So we are starting in that space. I will say we're probably really new to the space. Um, And I'm learning, you know, here being at the grocery shop conference, some about this space as well. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of ways to approach it. One is through transaction. You know, are you trying to be, you know, is it a transaction? I would say more so for us, it's really more so as a tool to engage with our consumers. Less about the transaction. We don't mind sending them to our retail partners. They're like, we're not in the business of trying to become a retailer. <laughs> but really, it's about engagement and an opportunity to get even closer to consumers, again, for that two-way dialogue, to hear from them to have them have the first peak on some innovation, to get feedback, um, to optimize plans, communications. You know, the D to C is almost for us, it's almost like your own moderated focus group that you can always go to um, to engage. So that's probably more so kind of how we're looking at it from an innovation perspective, even from a comms perspective, less of more of a trend, less of a transaction is the reason behind doing it. 
I like that. I like your own personal focus group whenever you want them. Absolutely. <laughs> your beck and call. And they're engaged. I mean, if they're choosing to come to your, you know, to a Campbell soup, then you know that, that, you know, you are a brand of choice for them. And uh, you would hope that they're even more willing to give feedback and, and comments. Yeah, I like that. And it's that, again, two-way street of you're providing them value, but they're obviously, you know, absolutely providing you value as well. Sure. You know, we'll give credit. Hey, um, you know, Chloe out in Riverside, thank you for that idea. <laughs> <Here's> <laughs> Riverside just feels like the one place that you always call, call out on a podcast or something. You know, we, we took your idea and you'll look for it on shelf next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> credit where credit's due. <laughs>